the Great Scott Show. Somebody call or that's terrible. She can't only think that. Stop catching otters that talk. Yeah. Whatever it stands for, it's Scott Prather on ESPN 1420. On second down. Snap to Lewis. Give to Mitchell. Right side. Crazy. Sweeping out. Touchdown, Louisiana. And this time there's no timeout. This time I don't see a flag. And the Louisiana Raging Cajuns fight and scratch and claw their way to an overtime win here today by the score of 34 to 31. Jay Walker and Gerald Broussard on the call via Learfield IMG College, the Raging Cajun Football Network, joining us now here on ESPN 1420, as he does every Monday morning during football season. The head coach of the 19th-ranked Louisiana Raging Cajuns, Billy Napier. Good morning, Billy. How are you? Good morning, guys. Appreciate you having me on this morning. All right, so you hear Jay Walker say uh, fight and scratch and claw their way back uh, to get the victory did it, did it feel like that to you? Do you feel like that's a, a good assessment of uh, Saturday's win? Well, you get, I think you um, got to credit the, the staff and the players. You know, I thought, um, you know, we didn't quite start the way we'd like to. Um, you know, we weren't quite as ready to play. I thought they were ready to play. Uh, and it took us a little bit of time to settle in. But overall, we've got to start much better and execute at a much better rate early in the game. Now, I'll say this. I think um, we made some adjustments at halftime. Um, I think the cumulative effect of our effort and physicality that we played with and showed a lot of resolve and a lot of mental toughness uh, in the second half. Played much better. Uh, got some critical stops. Certainly started uh, to be more consistent on offense and put some things together, but in general, we can play much better. We're excited to be 2-0 and and coming back home to play in front of our people uh, in our community. But, you know, I, I told the team the other, uh, just, just last night, I think it's scary how good we can be if we could put it all together. Uh, but we're, we're work in progress like a lot of teams this time of year, given the type of offseason that we've had. Why do you, what do you attribute uh, just coming out a little flat and eventually, as you mentioned, things turned, especially in the second half, but the early start, certainly the first quarter and a half, um, you well, know, I don't, I don't think it was flat. I don't, I, cause I don't see, I don't see lack of effort on the tape. I just see, um, you know, I don't see the precision, the detail uh, and the execution and, and Hey, uh, it, it's coaching too. You know, it, it ain't just the players. I think uh, we all can do a better job. You know, I can I can call better plays. I can help to put the players in position to be successful. I think we can coach better across the board. Um, and also think Georgia State has a really good football team. I mean, I was impressed uh, with their speed and their physicality and, and the effort that they play with. Sean Elliott's a good football coach and a good man, and, you know, it, that's just team's trademarks, and they were excited to play their home opener. Um, you know, and there were some variables there, given that, given that we had no tape of their new team um, that showed up that we had to adjust to. So it's a combination of a lot of things. I think the emotion of week one um, to go along with a good Georgia State team, um, you know, all of it adds up. But um, the great thing about this is, 
we fought our way through it, played our way through the adversity, and uh, found a way to win in the end. Rage Occasion Head Coach Billy Napier, our guest. I'm Scott Prather, ESPN1420.com. Elijah Mitchell told us Saturday after the win, Coach, that the offensive line uh, adjustments in the second half play, quote, made it happen, right? <clears throat> I know for Elijah, 17 rushing yards in the first half, but finished with 164 and a couple of touchdowns. You mentioned adjustments made at halftime. As it pertains in particular to the offensive line, what was one or two specific adjustments that you guys made that really kind of opened the door to you guys getting it done in the second half and in overtime? Well, I think we picked from the right stuff in the second half. You know, we've helped the players. We put the players in position. Uh, and then in in general, we just communicated better. We executed better. Um, and, you know, I think we run the ball really effectively around here. We ran it effectively uh, as a whole the entirety of the game. We're, we're six and six and a half yards a carry or something like that. So it wasn't, it wasn't a bad day. Um, but... I think when you start talking about rushing the ball, you got to have good play from every position. You know, everybody wants to talk about the offensive line, but when I watch the tape, um, we've got to get better edge play at tight end. We've got to get more precision at running back with our eye discipline uh, and our footwork. We've got to block the perimeter better at receiver. Um, and, I, and I think the quarterback as a whole the way he's playing and the precision that he plays with across the board affects the run game. So, you know, when I watch the tape, I see uh, all position groups on offense can take a step forward and get better. Uh, And that was the message the last couple of days here. And, you know, that's what we're going to turn our attention to. Billy Napier, our guest, uh, Levi Lewis's fourth down and 10 pass to a Devin Pauley in the first half relative to the moment. Well, I know you guys really needed, you know, a big play there, move the sticks, and, and we're trailing at the time. Where, where, in terms of, like, impact plays in the game, if you were going to have a handful, where would one like that rank? <laughs> well, I think, although that's a second-quarter play, man, it might have been the play of the day. Yeah. Uh, offensively, you know, I think, um, you know, we, we don't necessarily run all those routes on that play the right way got a lot of young guys out there. Uh, but I think Levi's ability to escape and extend the play, there was some second effort by the O-line and protection to just barely keep him alive. Uh, and then Paulie to have the courage to go make that contested catch in traffic with people flying around. Um, you know, Devin's been a, a steady, consistent performer for us um and certainly stepped up at a critical time right there not to mention last week in the second quarter right before the half as well so i think those points there in this late second quarter uh gave us a little bit of a pulse and um you know we almost had an opportunity to put more points on the board um good situational ball uh, but uh you know the turnover right before the half didn't help but um you know, that, I think that was the play of the game on offense, in my opinion. Billy Napier, our guest, ESP in 1420. I do as well, which is why I wanted to ask you and get your perspective. In the overtime period, uh, the defense does its job. They hold Georgia State to the field goal. So now you can win it with a touchdown. Um, four plays, four runs, all to Elijah Mitchell. As a play caller, Coach, do you um, – give Levi the option in those moments to, hey, if you see something, check out of it? Or 
were you pretty steadfast at that moment in time? Look, we've got it. The offensive line is is winning the battle right now. Let's just let's just hand it to Elijah, and we feel like we're going to get out of here with the win. Well, I think the um, you know once they kicked the field goal there, in my mind, um, you know I was in four down mode, you know, so um, you know the numbers, you know, would say that. If you score a touchdown in the first overtime period, you got a you know high high percentage of winning the game, and certainly that was the case after they kicked the field goal. So, in general, um, you know we we knew where we were at. We we had a good pulse on where they were at. So, um, you know, a lot of those plays, you know, Levi's got decisions to make. You know, I think if you watch the tape closely, there's run pass options. There's individual cuts. Um, and the play we scored on, we actually had a run pass option on. So he made the right decision. Um, safety stayed in coverage. He handed it off. Uh, we covered him up up front, and the ball got to the to the edge. So, you know, the quarterback in our system, even when we're running the ball, typically is making a decision on, that, on about every play. Um, how do you feel about Levi's performance on Saturday? Well, I think he made a lot of plays. I think the big thing is we got to take care of the ball, you know. Um, two turnovers, um, you know, I think he'd be a little more consistent with his footwork. Um, I think some of the things that they did on defense created some gray area. Um, but overall, not one of his better days, and he knows that. But, um, you know, I think we're always seeking that perfect day at the office, Um we didn't get that, and most weeks we don't get that. But uh, in general, he did enough to win. You know, I think some of the plays that he made, um, you know, right before the half and then some of the play-action plays in the second half, um, you know, Le- Levi's, he stays the course. You know, no panic, no uh, – he fully is aware of what happened and why it happened, um, and he goes to work to fix it, so – uh, he did enough to win, and, and I think that that's important here that we all understand that he, he's a team player. He played team football and found a way uh, to get us to 2-0. Yeah, he said to uh, us in the media several times after the game, Coach, he said, look, we kept on fighting. We know we can't get too high. We can't get too low. Just got to stay steady, keep on fighting. And, um, you know, I think at the quarterback position, when you have that ability to keep things um, where they need to be, I guess emotionally, that's going to help rub off on the rest of the team, whether you're playing with the lead, whether you're playing from behind, whether it's a tight game, just bringing that awareness and, I guess, calmness to the rest of the huddle. You expect that out of your quarterback, and that's something that he seems to consistently deliver on. Well, he's got experience, um, and I think he's got a good foundation of knowledge, you know, um, and he knows what's happening and why it's happening, and I think he can come right over and tell you, hey, look, here's what happened. Here's what we need to do to address that, you know, and we keep playing. You got to play through it. Um, and certainly when we made those mistakes, one right before the half, one in the uh, first possession of the second half, there was a lot of football left to play. Um, and it's important that you keep your poise and stay composed because he is a, he is a leader and, and all eyes are on him. And, and he did that, and I'm proud of him for doing that. Raise Cajun head football coach Billy Napier, our guest. Um, you said that uh, in terms of everything that this team has been through, relative to what this team has been through, being down by a few scores is nothing compared to that. 
Uh, the resolve of this team, Coach, with the, the uh, you know, fall practice slash, you know, some fans may refer to it as training camp, whatever. But in regards to everything this team has been through just over the last few months uh, with the passing of Coach Looney, dealing with COVID, um, just everything being unusual, you know, teams I feel like in, in tough times can either fall farther apart or grow closer together. And every player that I've talked to on your team, to a man, has said, no, this is a really, really close-knit, tight group. Uh, you said as much as well. Just the, um, the everything that you guys have had to go through and overcome before you guys even kicked off the 2020 season, how much did that play a factor in your mind in Saturday's game for you guys to kind of just, you know, tighten up your bootstraps, get out there and, and come back and win the game? Well, I, I do think that, you know, toughness is a skill that can be developed. You know, I really believe that. And, you know, mental toughness is just as big of a part of it as the physical part. And, um, I think when you go through difficult times, um, I think we all have learned that. You know, I think as I get older, uh, the tough times uh, give you perspective. You know, I think um, too often times in this great country that we live in, uh, we get spoiled. You know, um, I think if we took more of a big picture, whole world approach, in terms of our gratitude and our uh, perspective on how good of a situation we have, um, you know, we'd be much more thankful and appreciative. You know, we, we've got, you know, unbelievable opportunity, freedom. Um, you know, we get to we get to wake up every day uh, and do really what we want to do. You know, I think sometimes these these things that are obstacles. Uh, can cause us to get negative or see things in a different light. I think the things that this team's been through, it's caused us to really keep good perspective. You know, and I think uh, when you go compete and you're playing a game that you love, you know, and it gets a little difficult out there, it gets a little thick, maybe you get behind. Um, I think that's okay. And I think that we're equipped uh, more prepared for that than we've ever been around here because we've been through some things that are, really tough you know um and and i think that it definitely helped our team and i I think this group has grown to uh, respect and appreciate and trust each other um and when you get in situations like that if you don't have those intangibles uh, it's not going to be good for your team so i'm proud of our team uh, because when i watch the tape i see toughness i see effort i see um you know, guys sticking together on that sideline Saturday, you could see um, there was nobody splintering, nobody pointing fingers or blaming. Um, and I think that's where you start uh, when you when you want to put a good football team together. Billy Napier, our guest, ESPN fourteen twenty. Um, Coach, where are you guys at uh, collectively from a health standpoint coming out of that game? I know uh, you know a number of players missed the game and. You know, and with with any game, you're going to have some nicks and bruises. Sometimes you you get out of Saturday better than others. Uh, we 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 had a few uh, bangs and bruises. You know, I think um, we'll be able to evaluate those more as the week goes. Uh, we'll release a depth chart on Wednesday evening. You know, that will reflect exactly where we're at. But right now, nothing uh, season ending or uh, that that we anticipate being an issue for the weekend. But um, 
you know, we do have your typical bangs and bruises. The defense played 91 plays. We played 76 on offense. Um, you know, I think Georgia State, um, you know, they they got good players and they were tough and physical. So uh, the combination of all of that, I think, you know, we're going to uh, benefit from yesterday and today and got to get them ready to go to have a good, intense, urgent uh, week of practice here as we prepare for a home opener. Georgia Southern uh, coming to Cajun Field, scheduled to this upcoming Saturday. Uh, you mentioned a few times just happy to be back at home and playing a game at Cajun Field. They've had a bit of a, uh, of a of a wild start to their season as well, Coach. You know, they get a season-opening win when they had 33 inactives, and then they weren't able to play last week because uh, FAU, their scheduled opponent, had a, um, you know, I don't want to use the word outbreak, but a, a high number of positive COVID tests, so they, they didn't play that one. Um, just only one game to work with, but you kind of know what they like to do on offense already. Uh, what stands out to you about Georgia Southern when you start preparing for this next opponent as you guys try to get to 3-0? and Well, I played a really tough game against them last year at their place. You know, I think it came down to, um, you know, a couple last-minute possessions. You know, I think we could have played better. We had two turnovers on special teams last year when we played them. Uh, that really made the game close. Um, but, you know, I think Georgia Southern ha- has tradition. They have history. I think the players, it's very important to them. They've got, they understand how to win. Um, I do think they have height, length, and speed, um, which, you know, makes them tough on defense and the play speed on special teams. And then the uniqueness of their offensive plan. Uh, causes you to have to spend quite a bit of time. It's not traditional. Uh, you don't see it in practice. So simulating that's, that this week will be important. We certainly have spent a lot of time on it in the off season and in training camp. So um, Georgia Southern always has a, a good football team, uh, and certainly this would be no different. And like you mentioned, we don't have a ton of history on them. So. Uh, just one game, and in that game, they had 33 players out. So this is almost an opener again. You know, it's like playing three openers in a row here with no play, um, no film, no history. Um, but I think they've got a pretty good identity uh, that we can plan for. And like most weeks, I think it's going to be about us, and it's going to be about the other team. Coach Napier, um, last question. <clears throat> You know, win or lose, when you got young kids, when you go home, it's just, you know, it's dad, it's a hug. You know, they they have a have a way of always bringing you back to earth. You said last week when you got back from Ames, they had made you a sign. Uh, what was it like this week when uh, when dad got home Saturday evening? I know you were happy to see him. No, it was great, man. They uh, the wives and some of the little kids actually had a little get together at the complex in the team auditorium and watch the game on the big screen. Uh, we got a lot of video and uh, um, pictures from that. So, you know, it's almost starting to feel like a normal fall, as my wife said the other day, um, although we know it's not. Um, but in general, they, they were excited. It was good to be on national TV again and for them to have the opportunity to do that. I think it was good for everybody. Coach, uh, congrats on the 2-0 start. Uh, All the best, man. We'll talk to you next Monday morning after uh, the game this Saturday. 11 a.m. kickoff, Cajun Field against Georgia Southern. 
9 a.m. pregame right here on ESPN 1420.com. Thanks for taking the time, as always. Billy, all the best, man. Thank you, Scott. I'll see you around, man. All right, man. Have a good one.